Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Mindful You podcast. My name is Alan Carroll, and I am your host as we journey together into this wonderful metaphysical land of mindfulness filled with love and joy, filled with clarity, filled with understanding, and filled with stillness, absolute stillness. And as we interview our guests over time, often there is a critical transformational experience that people have, which ignites an awareness, like waking up from something which caused them to change their behaviors, and change their, their life paths. Our next guest, Brenda Marie Shedrake. I met her at the Potapalooza event that I did, where a lot of podcasters get together. We get to interview a lot of guests from lots of different varieties, different places. And Brenda is, is in the business world. She is, over time, has become a master of lead generation, getting people to uh, connect with people, get people with a community in order to generate more, more quality, more quality leads and building on relationships and being motivated to do that. A lot has to do with her personal story, her personal journey into mindfulness. And so I would like to welcome Brenda, to the Mindful You podcast. Thank you for being here today. Hello. How are, how are you today, Brenda? I'm great. Thank you. Well, welcome to the Mindful You podcast. And I'd I'm like to... to well, thank you. Thank you. I'd like to start with uh, giving our audience a little understanding of your background and what, where you sort of came from and how you evolved into where you are today. Ah, okay, well, I don't know how far you want me back to go back here, but I will let you know that I spent 13 years in a job until yeah. the government had the funding and left me with at 50 with um, total uncertainty. Ooh, that must have no been tough. It was. It was. Um, I spent I spent about 20 minutes crying. And then I found my husband and told him that I didn't have a job anymore. And he told me everything was going to be okay. And he was right. Everything was okay. But I wasn't content with sitting at home and watching The Young and the Restless. So I went out and I found something that I was passionate about. And that was helping people with disabilities. I was helping them with a product, it was a financial product. And the problem, the challenge though, was that when I would tell people about it, they would say, okay, if this were real, the government would have told us about it. 
If this were real, then we would have got a letter about it. If this were real, then somebody would have told us. And I said, well, I am someone and I am telling you. And they said, we don't trust you. We think it's a scam. So the the challenge was that I had this great thing that was going to change the lives of people with disabilities. But I couldn't get them to believe me. And then I met a man who said to me, stop trying to sell them your great thing and start being interested in them. Build a relationship with them and the product will follow. And so I started implementing that system. I started, I love talking to people anyway. Talking is one of my favorite things. So I, I started talking to people and getting to know them and hearing about their challenges and hearing about the things they were really good at. And people started wanting to know more about me. And so it opened the door to me telling them about the product then. And by then they would have more trust in me and they would either say, well, I need that product or I know somebody who needs that product. Using the system, I generated 3000 qualified leads in one year. That was one of the highlights of my business. 3000 leads. Woo. My goodness. 3000 leads. That's, that's now, wonderful. There's there's one thing about leads though. Um leads are really names and phone numbers. Leads don't guarantee you business. You've got to have people who are open to hearing about what you want to offer them. You've got to convert them. So with the 3000 leads, these people were ready to be converted because they really knew that they needed the financial help that I was offering. I couldn't convert them all quickly enough though, so I started handing those leads out to other associates that I worked with. But people always want to know, so what was your close rate? And my close rate was about 90%. Ooh, that sounds fantastic. Changed the lives of a lot of people. Changed the lives of a lot of families. When COVID hit, it became more challenging to do my business because people didn't, people with who had children with disabilities didn't really want you in their home, right? They were afraid. And so what I did, I had people asking me, how'd you generate the 3,000 leads? How'd you do what you did? And I realized that was a marketable skill. And I started working to help people to generate their own leads. I started work on a course that's launching this September called Lead Generation and Conversion Made Easy. And I developed a community and my mission within my community was to ensure that no entrepreneur quit before they received their first miracle. I'm a, I'm a student of the Course of Miracles, so I'm a big fan of miracles. Uh, and they seem to come when you are more mindful and more open and rather than resisting the flow of life. You're open to the flow of life and all of a sudden miracles appear. Yes. And that's exactly, really, Alan, that's what happened for me. I thought that my job here was to teach people to generate leads. But when my miracle came, my miracle came in the form of time freedom. I don't know if you've ever heard anybody say the, this line, but when you get the call, are you going to be able to step up? It's, it's a very popular line for motivating people to do things. And I used to think that it meant would I have the money to be able to throw at the problem. Two years ago, I learned that money can't solve all problems. And what I really needed was the time to be able to be there for someone that I loved who was going through a really hard time. And in the end, I spent two years caring for this person 
with my sister. The two of us cared for them. And in the end, we had to say goodbye to them. But the time freedom allowed me to make amazing memories. And that's one of the really strong parts where mindfulness came in. Because I was able to look back on those memories, see all the wonderful things that had happened for us during those two years. And it made it a lot easier to go through the hard time when they were gone. It sounds like it was definitely an emotional roller coaster from contributing and being of service to connecting to somebody and then having that energy disappear and that empty space that was left that that was a sadness I'm sure there was sadness and loss and uh, it wasn't it wasn't a it wasn't a, a happy time it, it wasn't initially but your shirt really says an important message there I see on your shirt I see stillness and that was one of the things that I had to do I had I had to get quiet and I had to look at what what the miracle was for me, what the amazing thing, what the gift was that came out of this sadness. And the gift came in the form of those memories. Those memories are what made it so much easier to move on, to continue, and to be able to look back on that person. The person was my father. And I was able to, I'm able to look back now and I'm able to remember with love and with happiness, all the good times that we had. And and being present and being mindful just made it made the transition even easier for you. It definitely did. It yeah. definitely did. And the other thing that it made easier was accepting when dad was trying to tell us that it was time for him to go. And because what I really wanted, there was there was this one day and and we'd had a big fight and dad looked at me and he said, What do you want me to do? And what I really wanted to say was, I want you to fight, damn it. I want you to stay because I'm not ready to lose you yet. But instead, I took a breath and I said, I want you to play cribbage with me. And he was he loved playing cribbage. All his life, he played cribbage. And he said, well, I guess I could probably do that. And we got out the cribbage board and we sat for two hours and we laughed. And we played cribbage. And true, he couldn't count quite as well as he used to. But he counted perfectly fine for what we were doing and we had a good time. And I remember my sister walking in the back door and saying, it's a sound that I haven't heard in this house in a long while. As she walked into the kitchen and found us both sitting there laughing and playing our game. And two days after that, we said goodbye to him. Wow. I, I like the, uh, the idea that your, your father asked you, what do you want me to do? And you had immediate voice was, you know, get better and fight and stay with me. I don't want to lose you. And and so you had that voice on one side, which is more of an ego voice of, uh, you know, identity and, and me and my well-being and not your well-being. And then you then by that stillness, that taking the breath, you asked yourself, you said to yourself, is that the highest vibration I can create right now? Is that the most loving vibration that I can create right now for my father? And, and another thought came in. Cribbage. 
and and that's and that's a memory that you have uh, that will it's it's a treasure. And most people I find are are very quick to react to and and believe in the egoic voice rather than pause, take a breath, and look at it for what's the highest thing that I can do for the well-being of the person in front of me, which is also a reflection of you. So when you do those kind acts of kindness for some other people, you're actually contributing to yourself at the same time. Yes. Uh, wow. That's quite that's quite a story about the cribbage. That's very, very moving. Wow. So what's the, this course you're talking about? You have a, a course coming up. What, what's it going to yes. be for people? So the course for people who either think they don't have enough leads, which um, here's the secret. If you Uh-oh, here's have, the secret. So we ought to go slow for secrets. If you have one of these, I, you have lots of leads. I have one of those. I can see it sorted right here. It's right there. Yep. You have one of those. So that's full of leads. What you really need is you need the formula to be able to take those people out of your phone, out of your LinkedIn, out of your Facebook, and have them become open to hearing what it is that you will have to offer. They're not necessarily going to be your customers, but they may become your best advocate who, when they go to a networking event and hear somebody saying that they need help, they say, oh, you've got to talk to Alan. You've got to talk to Brenda. You need more leads. You want to build your business. You've got to talk to Brenda. So the course goes from going to live events and building relationships. Then we look at this Zoom environment because the Zoom environment is a little different. Some people make the mistake of trying to do exactly the same thing that they did when they were having coffee. So we look at that and then we go into all the different kinds of social media and how you can build relationships there. Once we've established a foundation of building the relationships, then the next step is that we help people with that conversion process, with taking the relationship and getting the person to be willing to listen to what you have to offer. But you have to still use that stillness. You have to be willing to accept some people will, some people won't, and that's okay. You can ask them again tomorrow. So that's all covered in the course. It's 12 weeks in length and included with the course, not only do you get my lead generation course, you also get 12 weeks of access to my Biz Leads community where I've partnered with a number of experts in many different areas who are helping you to make sure that you stay in business no matter what challenge gets thrown at you. Ooh, that's 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 wonderful. That's wonderful to be able to have a process that you could follow that will generate the phone numbers and the names of the leads, and then you want to uh, reach out and connect with those people. So when you when you reach out, what would be some of the things that you would? you would email text how would you reach out to these 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 people on your linkedin accounts or your facebook accounts well when i go to a networking event i listen to people sharing 
and I pick out one or two people. I don't try and meet with the whole room. I pick out one or two people who are especially interesting to me. Then I go over to their LinkedIn profile. I follow them first. I click follow. And then I send them a message saying, I saw you, for example, I saw you at Potapalooza. I really liked what you said when you said and pick something specific that they said that attracted your attention. And then I say, would you be willing to book a one-to-one? Most people, when you tell them that you like what they said, they're flattered and they're going to be willing to book that one-to-one because you're not saying, I want to sell you my coffee pot. You're not saying I have a coaching program that will solve all your problems. You're saying I liked what you said. So then when I meet with them, I talk to them about whatever that thing was. And I talk about two things. First thing I talk about is what are you really good at? What is like, I loved when you said this thing, but what's your superpower? And after I talk about their superpower, then I ask them the question that most people don't like to answer. But if you've done a good job at being interested in them and listening, then when you ask them, what is your greatest challenge in your business right now? They may be a little reluctant at first to answer, but they'll probably tell you. They may ask you something like, well, why are you asking? But they will probably tell you. If they feel that you're asking them so that you can sell them something, they're going to be more reluctant to answer that question. So I always say to them, I'm asking you what your greatest challenge is right now, because I do five to seven networking events a week. And I meet with two to five people every day. I ask them all the same two questions I just asked you. Would you rather look for the solution to your problem or would you like me to speed up the process for you? People answer the question. And if you can help them, if you can actually give them a suggestion for their problem, then they want to know how they can help you. And that opens the door to you being able to ask for what you need help with. Do you need more clients? Do you need more referrals? Do you want to know if they know anybody who wants to practice mindfulness? What are you looking for? Then you can ask for your help. Networking events. Uh, How do you find networking events? So I have, I have a, I, I look on Eventbrite and I pick events all over the world, really, because I'm building my business all over the world. So, so you look at event, what? Event? Eventbrite is one of the first places I look. B-R-I-T-A, bright, like light, bright. Yeah. Okay. And you can put in any subject that you're interested in. So, for example, Alan, if you wanted to meet more people who are practicing mindfulness. Absolutely. You could, you could search mindfulness and then you would see the different kinds of events that are coming up. Now, one here's another tip. Don't focus solely on the, on the networking event, on something that says networking. Event. If there's something where someone is speaking, 
when you go to those events, watch what's happening in the chat. Because you can message people based on their comments in the chat. If they're engaging in whatever the subject is that you're interested in that you want to talk about more, you're going to see that in the chat. Then you can direct message them. In most cases, you can do a direct message. If you can't do a direct message because they have that shut off, then I just go back to my trusty LinkedIn and I send them a connection request through LinkedIn. I say, I saw you at XYZ event. I'd really like to get to know you better. And there's one thing, if you're going to say, I'd really like to get to know you better, be prepared that in the event, you're going to listen twice as much as you're going to talk. You ask a question, listen for answers, ask the next question based on what they said. It needs to be more organic. It can't be, well, it's, it's not an interview. It's something organic. It has to flow from what they're saying. And that's how I build my relationships. There is a tool if I could if I could share a tool, a free Absolutely. tool. Absolutely. We got another minute, so we can talk another minute. Okay, this is a tool that's very, very useful when you're on LinkedIn. It's called My Most Trusted. It's a Chrome extension. If you run your LinkedIn on Chrome. You can download this extension. It doesn't harvest any information. It doesn't scrape or do anything like that. What you use it for, we all have contacts on our LinkedIn that we've never, ever met. They sent us a connection request. We thought it was a good idea. We accepted, but we've never met them. But then there are other people that we know very well. You put the people you know well, that you trust, that you'd be willing to do introductions for, into my most trusted. You let them know that you've done it. So if you and I both install My Most Trusted, you can see everybody that I trust. I can see everybody that you trust. I can then say, Alan, would you mind introducing me to Kimberly Crow? Because I'd really like to talk to her about Potapalooza. And you can say to me, Brenda, would you mind introducing me to Jessica Koch? Because I'd like to talk to her about being on her podcast. Brilliant. That's great. That's very, very practical, very useful. Uh, and it starts the ball rolling by giving us some practical uh, things to do, especially with LinkedIn, because LinkedIn is available to everybody. But yeah. one of the one of the challenges with LinkedIn is that it has like 10,000 features. Um, and so you're talking about one of the 10,000 features, but we need people like you who can tell us, oh, by the way, that little feature right there, that uh, my that most trusted piece, Take a look at that one. Like, we're pretty good. So I appreciate I appreciate the tip. Very nice. To conclude, to conclude, I'd like just to uh, if people want to connect with you, Brenda, where where can they where can they go to uh, connect with you? LinkedIn is my favorite ah, place. There to you go. Me. Come find me, I'm Brenda Marie Sheldrake on LinkedIn. You can send me a message, and I'll be happy to sit down and do a one to one with you, or. I'm going to provide you with my calendar link. I'm happy with people just hopping on my calendar to ask questions. Wonderful. Well, thank you very much. Wonderful guest. Lots of valuable information. I appreciate you taking the time to share your wisdom with our audience. It sounds wonderful. And I really like the, the idea of lead generation and 
how you can support people in generating more leads to build your business. So thank you very much. Thank you. Bye-bye for now. Thank you for listening. And please catch us on the next great episode of the Mindful You podcast. And please share us with your friends and fellow travelers on the path.